Hey there, welcome back to The Truth of Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. My name's Corey. And I'm Megan. And today, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk about a haunting in Georgia. Oh, a haunting in Georgia? Yes. So it was, funny enough, there was a movie based on this, and it was The Haunting in Connecticut 2, <laughs> but it was about a haunting in Georgia, which is stupid. Okay, yep. so... So the haunting in Georgia is the real deal. Yes. But the haunting in Connecticut is about the haunting in Georgia. The haunting in Connecticut 2. Okay. The second haunting in Connecticut movie is about a haunting in Georgia. Okay. Yeah, I know. Makes no sense, but there you have it. So in 1989, Andrew and Lisa Wyrick were excited to purchase their first home, a three-bedroom brick house in a quaint neighborhood in Ellerslie, Georgia. They moved into the home with their three-year-old daughter, Heidi, and seemed to be living the American dream. Okay. As you do. Soon, though, Heidi started telling her parents about an older gentleman named Gordy who had come uh, or who would come and speak with her and play with her in the yard for hours. Okay. He would hold her hand and walk around the yard with her and sit on the swings and talk with her. Heidi explained that Gordy was wearing a suit and tie and had on shiny black shoes. Okay. So it just seems like a random person coming in their yard. Yeah, so Andrew and Lisa were immediately concerned that a predator was grooming their daughter. Yeah, of course. And so they started watching her every move as she played outside, and Lisa quickly realized that no old man was coming on the property, and she watched Heidi walk around the yard with her hand up as though she were holding an adult's hand. But she was just, like, walking around by herself with her hand up in the air. I, I would be interested to know how long she had her hand up, because it is tiring to hold your arm out yeah i do that for a minute and you're gonna you'll feel it you'll be like oh man my arm is heavy yeah so that lisa obviously is like well that's real weird that she's just walking around like she's holding some random adult's hand um and lisa explained that she would often hear heidi talking but never heard any replies Mm -hmm. and andrew and lisa decided that gordy was just your average run-of-the-mill imaginary friend sure and they didn't think anything more of it they were like no she's got an imaginary friend right it's a little weird that they have an imaginary friend that is a uh old man well, maybe she, she misses does. her grandpa or something right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so then one day a man appears at the front door mm-hmm. and i don't know i guess it was just the 80s and three-year-olds answered doors uh yeah certainly i was not allowed to answer the door when i was little well maybe it wasn't so much that they were allowed uh, they just did okay all right so the three-year-old answers the door and there's a man at the mm-hmm. front door and Heidi told her mom his name was Con, and he had a bandage wrapped around a bloody injured hand, and his white t-shirt was covered in blood. Oh, boy. And she told her mother about the man at the door, and Lisa promptly locked all the doors and called her husband to come home from work. Mm-hmm. And she and Andrew canvassed the neighborhood and asked neighbors if they had seen anything, and there was no sign of the man in the bloody t-shirt. Okay. So, all we've got is a three-year-old saying, there's... A man with a bandage on his hand and a bloody t-shirt at the front door. Seems legit. nowhere to be found. I mean, that doesn't sound like the kind of thing a three-year-old would fabricate. Right? That's, like, real weird and specific. Yeah. Bloody t-shirt, hand around, uh, bandage bandage wrapped around his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't, that's not something a three-year-old just makes up. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's sister lived in the area, and Lisa mentioned the strange happenings to, to her in just, like, a casual conversation. Okay. And the sister mentioned that the Wyricks home had once been owned by a man named James S. Gordy. Okay, so are the Wyricks a friend? No, the Wyricks are, uh, Lisa and Andrew and Heidi. Oh, I missed that their last name was Wyrick. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, so Lisa set to work investigating, and she managed to get in touch with a woman who had once lived next door to Mr. Gordy named mm-hmm. Catherine Ledford. 
Catherine told Lisa that Mr. Gordy owned a real estate company and had been a Sunday school superintendent when she was growing up, but that he had died in 1974. So all this sounds like, so far, the kid could have heard, maybe from the neighbors, the name Gordy. Oh, Gordy used to live there. And then the kid... First off, why are you letting your three-year-old run around in the yard by themselves? I know. I just realized that you said three years old? Yeah, that's what... Okay, we'll get to that a little bit later, that there's some discrepancies in this story. Because so far, like, to start off... And they're having a conversation? Yes. I so, mean, some three-year-olds, three-year-olds are smart. Okay, fine. As it is, I certainly was thinking that uh, Heidi was, like, closer to five, based on the actions that you've given so far. Yes. Well, they moved into the house when she was three, according to this part of... Okay, do we know there's how long they were in... Okay. I, I know, I don't know how long they were in the house. There are major discrepancies in this story. We'll get to them. Okay, okay. I'm just like, man, these don't seem like the action of a three-year-old. That's no, all I'm you're saying. you're totally right. I had the same problem. But, with that being said, there's a good chance that even if the family was out on the porch, the neighbor said something about Gordy living next door, parents weren't really paying attention, maybe the neighbor had someone over and said, oh yeah, the Wyricks bought... Mr. Gordy's uh, old house. Mr. Gordy's old house, you know, and the kid was like, Gordy, Gordy, you know, mm-hmm. oh, Gordy's my friend. And yeah. there you go. But to specifically know what he was dressed like? Well, that is odd. That's yes. super weird. Uh, so Lisa then had Catherine Ledford over, the woman who used to live next door. Mm-hmm. And Catherine brought old photos to share with Lisa she had no pictures of Mr. Gordy, but did confirm that he always wore a suit and dress shoes, like okay. Heidi had described. While going through photos, Heidi picked one up and said that it was Con, the guy at the door. Oh, okay. Catherine explained that the photo uh, was of her uncle, Lon mm. Bachelor. Lon had lived with Catherine when he was a young man and had lost his hand in a cotton gin. Oh. He died of cancer in 1957. Oh, how coincidental. Yeah, it's all weird. Yeah, right? Everything's going to have connections, right? Yeah. Well, well, it wouldn't be a haunting story if there weren't weird connections. Well, none of these are weird so far. Well, I guess they're not that weird. What about the one guy that no one could ever explain, right? This sounds like a, a plot to a movie. The beginning of a movie. Well, but it's based on a true story. Well, sure. All right. Based okay. on a true story? It, it, this is the story. This okay. is the story of a girl... Who cried a river and drowned the whole world? Oh, I was gonna say, some Mr. Gordy and something, something, something. Cried a whole world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, at this point, Lisa and Andrew are not as skeptical as you are. And they no longer assume that Gordy is simply an imaginary friend. And for the next four years, Heidi continues to talk about the visits from both Gordy and Lon. Okay. Uh, they both seemed benevolent, and Heidi never appeared upset by their presence, and no harm befell the Wyricks during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even invited a parapsychologist into the home, who confirmed that Heidi did indeed have a gift and was legitimately seeing spirits. Oh. I know. I, the minute I wrote parapsychologist, I was just like, oh, Corey's gonna have a field day with this. I'm not having a field day. I would just like to say parapsychologist. That's it. I just want to say it. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Parapsychologist. Parapsychologist. That sounds like a kind of insect to me. It does kind of sound like an insect. Oh, uh, look at the parapsychologist walk across the rock. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's got quite a tritonous shell on its back. 
this special insect is uh, quite rare. It can commune with the spirits. <laughs> it's a bug that just communes with spirits. That's it. Yep. How do they know? They just know. They just know. So then in 1993, Lisa got pregnant and a new figure started appearing. Oh, not a baby? No, not a baby. Mm-hmm. Heidi said it was a dark, shadowy figure with no features that would lurk in the hallway of the home. Ooh, that sounds like a, like a poltergeist, like a... like or a, a demon. Or a demon, or... It's uh, ominous, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Lisa explained that Heidi had never shown fear of anything she saw until she became hysterical over the dark, shadowy figure. Okay. At this point, the family started experiencing poltergeist activity. Oh. Objects would seemingly move of their own accord. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Are you laughing at me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm laughing at uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so objects were moving by themselves. Of course they are. Or they would hurl themselves through the air. Uh-huh. And everyone would hear strange sounds that, with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> What's that noise? I have no explanation. (laughs) (laughs) No explanation. None whatsoever. Uh, Uh, Eventually, the spirit became violent and would often attack Andrew. Oh, damn, Andrew. Mm -hmm. One morning, Lisa and Andrew awoke to find scratches on Heidi's face, but they had assumed she had accidentally done it to herself. Yeah. Until one night, Andrew was awoken by a sharp pain on his side, and he found a set of scratches that matched Heidi's. Oh. Uh-huh. Dog just wants on the bed. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the family dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they had another baby, the Wyricks decided to move. Mm-hmm. What? I'm, just, I'm laughing at this so far, okay? It's all funny. I know. It's all funny and to I'm, you. I'm being very serious. No, you aren't. Not even a little bit. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, unfortunately, the evil spirit had bonded to them, and it wasn't attached to the house. Oh, darn it. So it followed them to their new house, and even reportedly picked Heidi up by her feet and lifted her off the ground. Whee! (laughs) Do it again. Like, uh, I just think of, um, like, Mrs. Trenchbull from Matilda, except she had a hold of a girl's pigtails, but, like, opposite end, where she was, like, whipping her around and, like, shot-putting her. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. This guess would be the one, actually. Hmm. Um... So Heidi... You got any money, kid? Shaking them, you know, like cartoons? Shaking out the change? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Like, sh- shaking them up for the, the, the lunch. Falls, and Andrew falls out of her pockets. Totally. Yeah. I'm sure that Heidi doesn't think we're funny. Because Heidi continues to have paranormal interactions now as an adult. Babe, that's called mental illness. Uh, that's not fair. I've had experiences with ghosts. Babe. What I think are ghosts. That's called sleep depression. <laughs> deprivation. <laughs> depression. That's called sleep deprivation I'm and depression. just saying I have had paranormal experiences, and just because your brain is not open to it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Not, look, I'm open. Just, no, I just want to see not. it. you are not. I want to see it. it. If, if, if it's real, I want to see it. Anyway, Heidi believes it's real, and she sees things. And she says that she can tell the difference between an evil or good presence based on the feelings she gets, okay. which makes sense. And sometimes she'll become sick to her stomach in the presence of evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes a circuit of paranormal conventions and talks to others who are able to see spirits, helping them make sense of their gift. 
Oh, I wonder how much money she makes doing this. I wouldn't imagine she makes that much. Uh, I don't know. Conventions probably pay her quite a bit to go. Maybe. Um, Heidi's story appeared in a Discovery Channel documentary and on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. And like I said, in the second Hunting in Connecticut movie. Okay. That movie deal had to make her lots of money. Well, that's true. So now I want to talk about a little bit about the discrepancies that oh, I found okay. in this story. Yeah. Uh, so I looked at several sources. I didn't want to just focus on one. Uh-huh. But each of the sources were just a little bit different. Okay, where were the sources? Were they credible? Um, Pure I mean, no, of course <laughs> Scholarly. not. Scholarly. Of course not. <laughs> so I originally found the story on MysteriousUniverse.org, which is like, this is where I lay my groundwork. Uh-huh. Pretty much, like, everything we have done, Yeah. there's a, one of the sources is the MysteriousUniverse.org. Uh-huh, yeah. Because it's just like a, it's got shit tons of everything. stuff Yeah, it's on a it. conspiracy website. Yeah, and it's got lots of paranormal, lots of conspiracy, just all sorts of stuff. So, like, okay. I'll go dig through the archives of Mysterious Universe and I'll be like, oh, that one looks interesting. Uh-huh. And then I go Google it and find other things. Okay. So I found this one originally on Mysterious Universe. Um... It lacked specifics about ages. It just listed Heidi as young. Uh-huh. Um, but it did contain, like, the dates of when they moved to the house and stuff. Just okay. didn't list how old Heidi was. Sure. Um, there's a page on the website for Unsolved Mysteries because there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. about this case. And that page um, had the same dates but listed Heidi's age as eight years old. Okay. Which I think is a little too old to have a, an imaginary friend. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, if you're a particularly lonely kid. Yeah. Another website with an article about Heidi explains that she was three, and it contains no dates. Okay. And that article was written in 2018 and claims that Heidi was 22 at the time of the writing, which would mean the story took place in 1999, not 1989. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's no solid ground on yeah. this. Well, I think that this last one is the outlier, as another article in a newspaper from 2002 said Heidi was 16, and she was three years old when she met Gordy in 1988. So that math adds up. Okay. She's only a couple years older than us, then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's real Man. close in age to us. Man, she could have... We should have done that. We should have had hauntings. Uh-huh. Instead, yeah. of, instead of starting a podcast where we talk about other people's hauntings... We, we should have, have just had the hauntings. hauntings so that way we could have had a movie made on our story. We could have been on Unsolved Mysteries and mm-hmm. we could add all that. But instead, we chose to be, you know, at least me, boring old, <laughs> unsensitive to the the spirits, me, you know. And unfortunately, you had it, but you didn't capitalize. I didn't capitalize. You wasted. On it. You wasted. Well, I'm not super sensitive. I've just had some like weird things happen. That's yeah. all. I'm not super super sensitive. Um, and like I think the bigger thing is that I really want to believe. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I I eat up haunting and paranormal stuff. You know that. I think yeah. all of our listeners know this by now. Like I just love that stuff, and I have since I was a little kid. So maybe, like, my experiences just come from the intense want of something, like, to be sensitive to it, maybe? Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. But I don't think that's it either, because Maxine had experiences, too, in my, my house when we were teenagers. Yeah. How old so, was your house? Well, it wasn't that old, but the woman the, the woman who lived there before us died in my bedroom. Okay. So. So you maybe have just put a mental image. Did you know when you were sleeping in there? 
Well, yes, trying? because when we first moved in, there was this cute little old lady that came and knocked on our door, and I answered the door, and she was How like... How old were you? Were you three? No, I was 12, maybe 13. <laughs> and she was like, my friend, and I don't remember the lady's name, but we're just going to go Gladys. Okay, Gladys, yeah. My friend Gladys died in that room on the end of the house, and it was the room that we had picked to be mine. Yeah. So, like... I knew, but, like, Maxine didn't know initially, and Maxine, like, did not want to hang out in my bedroom, and that's the real weird thing. So, like, teenagers tend to, like, hide away and hang out in their rooms a lot, right? Sure. So we live in this house, and I never spend any time in my bedroom, because I don't, like, it doesn't feel right. I don't like it in there. And then one time, we went on vacation and asked Maxine to house sit, Mm -hmm. and this was, like, after we were 18, and Maxine house sat, and, like, I had to clean my room thoroughly so Maxine could stay in my room, which is silly, because Maxine knew that I was a mess, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we came home, and Maxine was asleep on the couch, and my parents were like, why didn't you sleep in Megan's bedroom? And Maxine was like, I don't like it in there. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, like, I would come home and things would be moved. And things would be knocked over and things would be moved, and it's not like we had a dog or a cat or anything that was getting into my bedroom and messing things up. I'm just saying, I had weird experiences. Okay. There was also an incident at a friend's house with a dryer, like, and the door opening. Yeah? Yeah. Did clothes spit out of it? No. Oh, just the dryer door opened? Just the dryer door opened. I mean, that sounds like it And then of... shut, I think. Oh. If I remember correctly. It was real weird. And our friend was convinced that it was her grandfather. Oh. Anyway, I've had experiences. I believe in the stuff. That's I'm fine. sorry that I didn't capitalize on it so that we could really I'm just, be rich now. I'm just upset that my dad goes to my aunt and yeah. and uh, forces her, to, forces drink her to drink beer, but doesn't come to me. Yeah. You know? like Maybe it's because you're not open to it. You're not quite loony enough, my love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not quite one with the world and the flow enough hey, for Hey, I tried it. I I tried I tried the whole meditation thing. I tried aligning my chakras. I've tried, I've tried Christianity. I've tried, I've tried it all. Look. Yeah. I've been there. I, there's no connection. Although I feel like everything you've told me about your dad, there's no way that he would even like be into haunting anybody. He'd be like, no one believes in this poor shit. <laughs> Just like, I'm not going to waste my time with I mean, that. My dad probably wouldn't have put enough thought into it to to do that but that doesn't mean that he had a choice okay all right um... yeah but i mean thinking back all the people i know that have died anyone to have unfinished business would have been my dad yeah that's true so i don't know if his business is to make people drink beer i'm still mad that he has not come to me well have you ever thought that, that maybe that's why you like beer so much I mean, I didn't like beer when I first started drinking it. I mean, I I like beer because it gets me drunk. No, that's not true. You like beer because you like to drink beer. Well, I mean, come on. Anyone who drinks enough beer eventually just likes to drink beer. I don't like to drink crap beer either. And my dad no. was... My dad was... He was a working man. He was Michelob and mm-hmm. like, he... Man, he went up to high class Corona. Woo! That's what my dad drank. Yeah. Or Coors Light. Working men. Yeah. And yeah. now, and now us millennials have killed the beer business because all we want is craft no, beer. No, no, see, a lot of those those craft beer industries are just owned by the big beer companies. Yeah, but the craft beer is better. Yeah, it is. And we like our microbrews. 
frankly. We, we like we prefer flavor. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, sure, maybe maybe that's why. I think it has more to do with the fact that you're in the Navy. Yes, that I did six years active duty <laughs> and drank more than the average person did in that. You're not your that, average parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying you were upset that your aunt gets the random urge to drink a beer and she hates beer and she knows that it must be your dad. I mean and my, maybe my, maybe that's what encouraged you to end up liking beer to begin with. My mom oh my mom is the best. My mom's the best. I don't want, I'm not going to say anything. She's just got to be sensitive to it. That That's what I'm going to leave it at. <laughs> I certainly am not, but she no, told me that she looked up to the sky and she saw her mother and I was like, man, I'm missing out. <laughs> well, because I had an experience like that when I was a kid with my brother. Because, uh-huh. so, uh, it was right after my brother died. And my dad and I both had an experience, and it made my mom really mad because she didn't have anything. Yeah. But you, you've met my mom. I have She's met your probably mom. of the three of us, she would be the one who wouldn't be sensitive to it. There, there's a reason why oftentimes your mom and I can talk, and then we just have to stop talking to each other, because we know that if if one of us takes a step any further, it's still pleasant. There's no unpleasantries at this point. If one of us takes a step further, it's gonna cross into that. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if if any of the three of us were not going to be sensitive it would be my mom okay yeah right like yeah, does that make sense i agree so my dad woke up in the middle of the night and he swears he swears by the idea that he was awake he was not asleep he's like i could see my hands like the shadow of my hands in front of me and he i think he says that um my brother was like trying to cook something Mm-hmm. And so, like, the pots and pans were clanging, and he could, like, he saw my brother. Okay. And he's, he swears up and down that he was not sleeping. It was not a dream. And then that was at night, and then during the day, my parents were both outside, and I heard the refrigerator close. Okay. And I walked into the kitchen, and the way that house was, you had the kitchen, and then there was a laundry room right off the kitchen. Okay. And so I had seen, like, a flash of a foot turning the corner into the laundry room, and then I heard the sliding glass door. So I ran to the sliding glass door, and I kid you not, I know this sounds like the most ridiculous thing, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and I was seven, and there's a really good chance that it was just my little seven-year-old brain trying to make sense of a huge tragedy, Mm -hmm. but I swear to fucking God, I will, like, I saw, I saw my brother get on his fucking bike and ride it straight up into the sky. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I know it sounds so fucking stupid, but, like... And he was, he was huge into riding BMX and stuff like that. So like, it made sense that he would be on a bike, but both experiences for my dad and I had to do with the kitchen. Yeah. Did he turn around and like, give you the cool thumbs up? No. No? No. Oh, It was just like he came in for a snack and then like, what about his business? And then neither of us ever had another experience again. Yeah. But I think that that was like him saying goodbye. Yeah. Which I know sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds so yeah. stupid. I know it does. But both of us swear, yeah. swear that we saw and we were awake and like we were experiencing something in that moment. I did I ever tell you that I had uh, an experience when I was younger? No. Yeah. So I was uh, I was a teenager, sixteen, no, fourteen or I was, I was young teenager. Mm-hmm. If I if I thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen. 14, 15, probably more likely, but, um, 
I lived on the other side of the house, and I used to always get up in the middle of the night and go drink a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got up, walked down the long hall. On the way was the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, and then I walked out of the bathroom, away from my room, towards the kitchen, and then I realized that I was having a hard time seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really dark. Darker than it normally is, and the kitchen is really well lit. And there's streetlights mm-hmm. that should have been shining in. But I was having a really hard time seeing. So I went, and I'd also felt really cold. Mm-hmm. Like, textbook ghost. Textbook. I mean, this is all textbook, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really cold. I filled up my uh, my water, and then all of a sudden, I thought... So I thought my brother was in the kitchen. Okay. Um, if anyone has ever met my brother... And knew us when we were kids. Well, you guys fucked he with was a, so much. He fucked with me, and I fucked with him back. Yeah. That was... Ergo, that... you guys fucked with each other. Yes, yes. But if he didn't do it, if he didn't instigate, I wouldn't, uh-huh. right? Okay. So, All right. So, um, I heard giggling behind me, and I was like, all right, man, knock it off. Ha ha. I can't see you. I drank my water, and then I felt, uh, I felt like a soft touch on the on the the right side of my neck so i turned around and swung because i was like i'll fucking clock him Mm -hmm. and there was nothing there and then i looked around and realized how silent it was and that nobody was there and nobody ever was there Mm -hmm. and i had this moment of clarity where i could see the room a little bit better and i set the glass down and i was like oh fuck no and i immediately left and went back into my room and laid down in my bed and just stared at the ceiling uh, do you think you were sleepwalking? No, I did used to sleepwalk when I was a kid. Um, apparently I used to go outside and go... Sleepwalking's a trip. Yeah. Um, actually thinking of that, I had a, I had another experience where I actually was conscious while I was sleepwalking. No, that's scary. Yeah, it was super scary. Um, I actually used to believe that, um, sleepwalking was aliens taking control of your body. <laughs> yeah, I can and see like that. running tests on us. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, to finish off, uh, I mean, I, I did finish that the story. But my thoughts on that, I now I think back and I think that my I woke up and I just wasn't like attuned yet. Like I wasn't fully awake, so my senses weren't all about me, and I thought I heard something. Maybe I still was kind of dreaming a little bit. So my brain filled in. You know, my eyes hasn't. I, I don't know. Um, I think you had a ghost experience. Yeah, maybe, but it's real odd because I never had it again, and there was never anything else like that. No one else in the house. Oh, well, I only ever had that one experience with my brother, and I, I swear to well, this day that makes sense for you. But like, why did no one else have an experience in my house? I don't know. At least nobody talked about it. I know I told them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I had had issues like sleepwalking, and I don't really do it anymore unless you say otherwise. Yeah, I don't really sleep talk. Well, I don't sleep talk. I don't think anymore. You haven't either. in a couple years, yeah. Yeah, I don't even sleep talk anymore. <laughs> you used to say the funniest shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he once shook me awake in the middle of the night, screaming, "Not the outfit with the lemons!" Not the outfit with the lemons. Yeah, yep. yeah. I I told someone once uh, to go in the cave past the bones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone was like, "What are you talking about, man?" Holy and shit. I was like, "Shut up! I'm sleep talking." <laughs> I rolled over and back to sleep, but. Yeah, I sleepwalk I now as an adult. I never did it as a kid. But you did I when I was... You haven't in a long time. I haven't in a long time. The first time I did it was before you left. 
Well, I think that was just stress. Yeah. Truthfully. And then and then I slept walked the whole time you were gone last time. Um, I would like find myself in the garage mm-hmm. in the laundry room. I think because I was so stressed about never doing laundry. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I think that it's more likely that I was. You were like sleepwalking. That, like, not like, so much like, that I was sleepwalking, but I wasn't sleepwalking. I definitely felt like I was awake, and I know that when I turned around and swung. That you were and my awake. brother, that I was awake at that moment. Yeah, it was probably that you just weren't fully awake. Or it was a ghost. Yeah. 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 Or it was a ghost. Or it was a ghost. Either or. Either or. Yeah. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. Anyway, back to the story we were supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Uh, I really just want to wrap it around to the fact that there were so many discrepancies that I think that this family was probably lying to get themselves famous. No. And they couldn't keep their facts together. No. That's just one Come girl's on. opinion. That's not true. Yep. They had a poplar geist. A poplar geist. Yeah. Yeah. It would be real great if it smelled like flowers. Or a popcorn geist. Popcorn oh, I want geist. a popcorn geist. A ghost that just makes me popcorn. Maybe that was the noise. That's the best idea ever. That was the weird noises. They're like, we're hearing these weird noises. What is it? It was popcorn. What is that? No explanation. Popcorn Geist. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what I got for you. Uh, Popeye Geist. <laughs> I'm a hunting you. Jesus. I'm a hunting you. Haunting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. What you can you? find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. If you like what we're doing, you can uh, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast listening app really helps on apple podcasts that algorithm is killer they're jerks if you really like what we're doing you can hop on over to uh patreon yeah also ttis podcast get your bonus content get your early episodes remember next week we are going to zach baggins haunted museum in las vegas so there will be cool extra bonus content from us visiting that cool place so now's a great time to sign up for patreon because in the next couple weeks we'll be posting that we're really gonna try to have an episode before that as well yes no promises no promises because we'll be in vegas yeah but i think it would be great to to still have one Mm -hmm. it can be it might be it might be short yeah short and sweet yes uh and short and sweet where we don't go off on tangents about ghosts, because that's what this one was. Well, hey, if you didn't like it, tell us you didn't like it. Just not with your ratings. <laughs> or don't, because it makes me sad. Hey, nah, people are... <laughs> if, you, if you have comments or you have uh, ideas for things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at thetruthissomewherepodcast at gmail.com. All of the aforementioned information is also at thetruthissomewhere.com. Get some cool merch at Threadless, right? Yeah, the the truth is somewhere dot threadless dot com. Right. That's cool. The truth is somewhere merchandise. That is everything I have for you. It's been a while since I've done this. Wait a minute. <sighs> Wait a minute. Truth is somewhere, guys. Keep looking. Whoop boop a dee. That was unexpected and unexplained. <laughs>